0: Section number 7 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shashang Jachmola. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1, Mammals, by Charles Lewis Cornish, Editor. The Galagos. An allied group confined to tropical Africa is that of the Galagos. Their most beautiful little creatures, whose nearest relatives are the Malagasy lemurs. Generally speaking, they have even more exquisite fur than the lemurs. It is almost as soft as floss silk, and so close that the hand sinks into it as into a bed of moss. The colour of the fur is rich and pleasing, generally some shade of brown. The head is small, the nose pointed, and the ears thin, hairless, and capable of being folded up, like the wings of a beetle. But the most beautiful feature of the Galagos is their eyes. These are of immense size, compared with the head. The eyes of the richest and most beautiful brown, like a kergorn stone, but not glassy or clear. Though quite translucent, the eyes marked with minute dividing lines, like the grain in an agate a truly exquisite object. When handled or taken in the arms, the little galago clasps the fingers or sleeve tightly, as if it thought it was holding a tree, and shows no disposition to escape. A family of three or four young ones, no larger than mice, with a large-eyed mother attending to them, forms an exquisitely dainty little group. The galagos vary from the size of a squirrel to that of a small cat. The kind most often seen in England is the Maholi galago from East Africa. Another species comes from Senegal and others from Calabar and the forests of the Gold Coast. Garnet's galago, another species, is shown above. They may be regarded as nocturnal tropical limerites, analogous to the Chirogales of Madagascar. It has been suggested with great probability that the intensely drowsy sleep of many of the lemuroid animals corresponds to the hibernation of many northern mammals tropical animals often become torpid to avoid the famine caused by the hot season just as creatures in cold countries hibernate to avoid the hunger which would otherwise come with winter the slow lemurs or lorises and tarsiers Another group of limeroids is distinguished from the foregoing by having the second finger of the fore paws either very short or rudimentary. The thumb and great toe are also set very widely apart from the other fingers and toes. A far more striking distinction to the non-scientific eye is their astonishingly deliberate and slow movements. They have no tails, enormous eyes, and very long, slender legs. The Slow Loris is found in eastern india and the malay countries where it is fairly common in the forests the bengali natives call it sharmindi billi or bashful cat from its slow solemn hesitating movements when in pursuit of insects of a slow loris kept by him sir william jones in the asiatic researches wrote at all times he seemed pleased at being stroked on the head and throat and he frequently allowed me to touch his extremely sharp teeth. But his temper was always quick, and when he was unseasonably disturbed, he expressed a little resentment by an obscure murmur like that of a squirrel. When a grasshopper or any other insect alighted within his reach, his eyes, as he fixed them on his prey, glowed with uncommon fire, and, having drawn himself back to spring on his prey with greater force, he seized it, with both his forepaws and held it till he had devoured it. He never could have enough grasshoppers, and spent the whole night in prowling for them. The slender loris, an equally curious creature, is only found in southern India and Ceylon. Its food consists entirely of insects, which it captures by a gradual, almost paralysed approach. It has been described as a furry-coated chameleon, A group of slow lemurs living in Western Africa are known as pottos. They are odd little quadrupeds in which the forefinger never grows to be more than a stump. The tail is also either sharp or rudimentary. They are as slow as the lorises in their movements. In the Malay Islands, a distant relative even more curiously formed is found in the tarsier. It has the huge eyes, pointed ears, and beautiful fur of the Galagos, but the tail is long, thin, and tufted. The fingers are flattened out into discs, like a tree frog's. These creatures hop from bough to bough in a frog-like manner in search of insects. They are not so large as a good-sized rat. Our photograph does not give an adequate idea of the size of the eyes. The eye. eye last and most remarkable of all these weird lemuroids is the i it is placed in a group by itself and has teeth like those of the rodents a large bushy tail and most extraordinary long slender fingers which it probably uses for picking caterpillars and grubs out of rotten wood it is nearly as large as an arctic fox but its habits are those of a lemur in madagascar It haunts the bamboo forests, feeding on the juice of sugarcane, grubs, and insects. The fingers of its hands are of different sizes and lengths, though all are abnormally long and slender. The second finger seems to have wasted, but is said to be of the utmost value to its owner in extracting grubs and insects from the burrows in which they dwell, or the crannies in which they may have taken refuge. Very seldom is this animal seen alive in captivity. Although commonly called I I in this country, it is doubtful if this is really its native name. The I I was long a puzzle to naturalists, but is now classed as a lumeroid. The living races of animals have thus far been reviewed along the completed list of the first great order, the primates. Even in that circumscribed group, how great is the tendency to depart from the main type and how wonderful the adaptation to meet the various needs of the creature's environment. The skeletons, the frames on which these various beings are built up, remain the same in character, but the differences of proportion in the limbs, of the muscles with which they are equipped, and of the weight of the bodies to be moved, are astonishing. Compare, for instance, the head of the male gorilla with its great ridges of bone, to which are attached the muscles which enable it to devour hard tropical fruits and bite off young saplings and bamboos, with the rounded and delicate head of the insect-eating monkeys of South Africa, or set side by side the hand of the chimpanzee with that of the eye eye, with its delicate, slender fingers, like those of a skeleton hand. What could be more diverse than the movements of these creatures, whose structure is nevertheless so much alike? Some of the lumeroids are as active as squirrels, flying lightly from branch to branch. In others, as the slow lorises, the power of rapid movement has disappeared and been replaced by a creeping gait, which cannot be accelerated. Already, in a single order, we see the rich diversity of nature and its steady tendency to make all existing things serviceable by adapting other parts of creation to their use or enjoyment. And of Section 7.